continue on uh, with the Standing in the Gap um, series. How many have been enjoying that series? Man, Pastor started it off, and it's been amazing. And uh, it's good to see you, babe, today. I'm so glad you're here. Love you. Love you. prophetic word right now. Uh, I just felt this as I was praying this week, uh, this last Thursday, and I felt like the Lord was highlighting some people to my heart. And um, so I'm going to do that before we get into the message. Is that all right? All right. Um, I'm going to ask Evelyn if you would stand up. Uh, In fact, you've been on my heart for the last couple of weeks. And And so I just want to share with you that you have a huge call on your life, a huge call. You're nodding like you know that. (laughs) Um, And why? It's because God loves your heart. Because whatever he asks you to do, it's like you're yes. You're like you do it. There's action behind um, what God asks you to do, you do it. And um, But you've also been in a waiting season. This has been a waiting season for you. You've been growing in patience. It's been a time that you've been doing that. And um, I just feel like he's saying one thing at a time, that he's going to show you. He's going to show you one thing at a time and that um, he's preparing you. He's been preparing you. It's a, it's there's it's because it's a huge calling that there's different things that um, he's been preparing you for, but in this call, it's going to be um, different things. You know, the Lord has different things in store for you, so it's not going to just be one thing, but it's going to be many things. But it's going to be one thing at a time, and everything's going to build and it's going to culminate. And so I, I just feel uh, that, and also I felt like the Lord was saying, you are a starter. Like you start things. You're fearless in starting something, and he can entrust you to say, go, my daughter, do this, and you will go and do it, and you'll start things. And so there are things that you're going to be starting, um, ministries, different things that the Lord will, will um, highlight to you and show you. And um, and I I I was hearing um, children. I, I don't know if that's something that's on your heart. I don't know if that resounds with um, with you. Um, maybe a ministry for children. I don't know. Are you? I don't know. Is there anything that has been a sense with you? Uh, ministry children, families. Okay. All right. So Lord, I bless this huge call that you have on Evelyn's life, Lord. Lord, I thank you, oh God, that, Lord, you have called her. Lord, even before, Lord, her life began, Lord, you've called her. Lord, you have in store for her mighty things. And, Lord, I thank you, Lord, that the work depends not on her but on you. And, Lord, you're leading her and you will direct her, Jesus. So we bless her in your mighty name today. Amen. I bless you. Amen. Um, I'm going to ask Stephen to stand up, <laughs> and uh, 
And you, you like the background. I, I, I was hearing like you like the background, but you are such a part of this. Um, in fact, you are you made to be a protector. You're just someone who comes around. And um, I looked up the meaning of your name, and the name Stephen means crown or wreath, but it also means to surround. It also means to protect, and, and I feel like you're going to encircle, and, and especially your wife. You encircle her. You protect her. She leans on you for um, strength and for support, and that's what you've been. And so uh, I just feel like you are very, very valuable to this equation. For her to do the things that she's going to do, it's going to take you. It's going to take both of you. And so you're a great part of this. So don't think that as she's going in this calling that she's there and you're back here. No, you guys are going to do this together because together you guys are going to accomplish amazing things. And so I just just thank you for your heart to be a protector, to be one who encircles, one who covers. And I just bless you with that today, Stephen. I bless you. Amen. And I have one more word I'd like to, um, I felt like the Lord was sharing with me. And I'm going to ask Irene if you would stand up. And I just want to say to you, there's so much gold inside of you. God has placed so many amazing things in you that need to come out. Those things that he's placed in you, it's like treasure, And other people need that treasure that God has placed in you. And you have so much to offer. I just want you to hear that today. You have so much to offer. And Father God is going to use your experiences. He's going to use your life and even your pain to build up other people. And so I just sense that right now is going to be a building time for you. I would encourage you to to start reading, start preparing, um, and the Lord is going to lead you in this time of process. Okay, so I bless you today. So as we continue on, we see standing in the gap. And today, um, this message is entitled 4S Strategy for Unsaved Family. 4S Strategy for Unsaved Family. And speaking about family, it was a family reunion that had a lot of pictures taken. When the lady took them to the photo place, she asked if they could be touched up. You know, could you touch up the wrinkles and such? The young man behind the counter said, yes. Well, she said, could you take about 30 pounds off of me? To which he said, yes, we can do that. And could you put those 30 pounds on my sister? That's not what we call a unified or united family. (laughs) Winston Churchill, he had a famous C4 
speech. He was the Prime Minister of England, and he had a famous speech that he gave to the inhabitants of England. And, and so, in these immortal words, he said, We shall fight on the beaches, we shall fight on the landing grounds, we shall fight in the fields and in the streets, we shall fight in the hills. Well, doesn't that just sound like a family vacation, right? We're going to fight in the hills and in the valleys and in the mountains. Well, today our verse is for this series is Ezekiel 22:30. And it says this, I looked for someone among them who would build up the wall and stand before me in the gap on behalf of the land. So I would not have to destroy it, but I found no one. The word gap in this series verse is the Hebrew word peretz, which means rupture, breach in a wall. This verse also speaks about a breakage in the city wall, jeopardizing the protection of the inhabitants that lived in the city. So when an enemy of a people would encroach and surround the city to capture it, the soldiers would look for a breach or a breakdown in the wall of the city. Those breaches would be then the very place of attack where the enemy would infiltrate and try to get inside the city. They would try to rush those areas with great violence and with great number. Those who stood in the gap to withstand the enemy would be the fiercest and the bravest of the warriors. They had to be the most valiant and the courageous of all the soldiers, for they would be exposed to the most imminent danger. If you are contending for the salvation of your loved one, you are that warrior. You are on the front lines. You are the courageous one who fights on behalf of your family. But I'm here to remind you today that you are not alone. There is a heavenly host that is with you. There are champions that surround you and are with you. And there is a commander of all commanders who goes before you. You are not alone in this battle because there are more that are with you than those that are against you. So take courage in the fight this morning. And I've been on this journey as well. I've been on this journey contending for the salvation of all my family. And I've learned some things along the way that I want to share with you. And I, and I have been praying that this message would be useful to you in your battle, in your fight for your family. And like I said, I'm call, I've called it or I've entitled this message 4S Strategy for unsaved family. It's not 4G. No. It's not 4G, but 4S. Strategy for unsaved family. So the first S is scripture. Scripture. 
And the nugget that I want to share under this is employ God's word in prayer because the word works. Employ God's word in prayer because the word works. Isaiah 55, 10 and 11 says, The rain and the snow come down from the heavens and stay on the ground to water the earth. They cause the grain to grow, producing seed for the farmer and bread for the hungry. It is the same with my word. I send it out and it always produces fruit. It will accomplish all I want it to and it will prosper everywhere I send it. God watches over his word like a farmer watches over his crops. God's word planted and watered will prosper and yield results. The Bible is the whole word of God. It's the written word. It's what we call the logos. It's the written word of God, useful and profitable for us. There is also what is called a rhema word. And a rhema word is a specific word. A specific word from the word, from the written word of God, from the logos. A rhema word is a specific word for a specific person, for a specific person or purpose for a specific time. Jesus used a rhema word when confronted by the devil in the wilderness. The devil said to a very hungry Jesus who had been fasting for 40 days, the devil said, turn these stones into bread. And Jesus answered with an answer from the word of God. We see this in Matthew 4, 4. But Jesus told him, no, the scriptures say people do not live by bread alone, but by every word And that's in the Greek is rhema. Every word that comes from the mouth of God. When you read that verse, this verse, Matthew 4, 4, in your study Bible, you will see a footnote that tells us that Jesus' answer was a quote from Deuteronomy 8, verse 3. Jesus used a word. A specific word for a specific time from the word of God, the written word. The devil threw out that temptation. And the Holy Spirit quickened Deuteronomy 8.3 in Jesus' spirit. It quickened in his spirit. That word, that temptation went out. And then the Holy Spirit quickened Jesus' spirit. He quickened that that word that was written by Moses thousands of years before. That word was quickened and Jesus spoke that word out and used it like a double-edged sword against the enemy. He used that word and that cut through the enemy's defenses and it stopped the temptation right there. Jesus used a word from the word. When you are reading the word of God or when you're praying, the Holy Spirit will highlight 
God's word to you. And you'll see that word like you've never seen it before. It just fits your situation. The thing that you're going through at that present moment. It's a weapon that God is giving you to use at that moment. So you are to take that word. Take it like a sword and speak it out. Pray it out. Sing it out. Do whatever you have to do. But bring that word out to cut through the enemy's defense. So the nugget is use a rhema word like a sword to cut through the devil's devices. And the second S is submit. Submit. Submit means to give over or yield to the power or authority of another. There was a time that I was going through some struggles in my family and it actually caused that struggle caused an estrangement in our family and and it was a very difficult season for me because it was hard for me to be away from the loved one that I was dealing with this situation it was really difficult and even to the point where I started to feel depressed and I started to feel like you know what I don't want to do anything I don't want to enjoy anything Uh, just because I'm going through this situation in my life. And then the Lord used my husband to speak to me and, and said, you know what, even though we're going through this, it doesn't mean that we have to stop living. Because the joy of the Lord is our strength. The joy of the Lord is our strength. And even when we go through things, we can still live. We can even enjoy life. How can we do this? How can we experience freedom in the midst of a battle? It's by submitting the things that we're feeling, the things that we're going through. We submit them to the Lord. We yield them over to his authority. And how will our family members... And granted, they know what's best. How are they going to believe in a God that's all-powerful and victorious when we're all stressed out, right? If we're all stressed out, then we can't shine forth that there's a God that's in control of all things. We can't show forth that we're believing in God's word that it's going to come to pass. So in order to experience freedom, we submit. Submit what? Well, we submit our worry and anxious thoughts. We submit our desire to control that other person. We submit anger and bitterness. We submit our broken heart and our painful experiences. We submit the consequences of our loved one's actions. And overall, we submit the person to the higher authority of the Lord. We lay it down before him. And this is a process. This is a process. As as I first dealt with situations in my family, it was hard to lay it down. It was hard to yield over my wanting to control the situation or wanting to control the person. 
But the more and more that I would come before the Lord and said, Lord, I don't know how this is going to work out, but I'm releasing it to you. Times when I would feel angry. God, I release this to you. I forgive this person. I release it to you. And I allow you to be the judge in this matter. Lord, I give it over to you. I release and I submit it to you. Each time that I would do this, I would get stronger and stronger. And through the course of time, I would the things that would knock me down before would no longer knock me down because we go from strength to strength. We go from glory to glory. And God is our freedom. He is our strength. He is our joy. He is our help. And He is our happiness. Paul wrote this in 2 Corinthians 1.12. He said, The confidence of my calling enables me to overcome every difficulty without shame. For I have an intimate revelation of this God. And my faith in Him convinces me that He is more than able to keep all that I have placed in His hands. Safe and secure until the fullness of his appearing. The Lord doesn't hold lightly what we submit to him. He holds them in his strong and capable hands. And God cares about our cares. So much so that he carries them. He carries them on his shoulders that are greater than our shoulders. He carries them. We're not, when we're not able to walk, he picks us up and he carries us. He is the one that we can put all our cares on, all our burdens on. We can lay them on a faithful God who will take care of us and who will take care of our situation. So learn to submit your loved one to God. And then the third S is support. Support. A principal strategy of warfare is two are better than one. Ecclesiastes says this in Ecclesiastes 4 verse 12. A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated. But when two stand back to back, but two can stand back to back and conquer, three are even better, for a triple braided cord cannot be easily broken. Dealing with the havoc and heartache of a lost loved one is not something that you want to face on your own. Having a support system is key. And that's why Jesus instituted the church. That's why he gave us brothers and sisters so we could stand back to back and fight against the enemy. Because when I'm weak, my brother or sister is strong. When I need a hand up, they're able to lift me up through prayer. We're able to come together. Just a small group can do amazing things, especially when they pray. And Matthew 18, and you know this verse, Matthew 18, 19 says, I also tell you, if two of you agree here on earth concerning anything you ask, my Father in heaven will do it for you. 
Leviticus 26 verse 8 says this, Five of you will chase a hundred, and a hundred of you will chase ten thousand. All your enemies will fall beneath your sword. So utilize the weapon of support. And then this last S, and this is one I feel is the most important, is spiritual. Spiritual. The real battle is spiritual. The real battle is spiritual. Second Corinthians 4.4 4 says this, Satan, who is the God of this world, has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. They are unable to see the glorious light of the good news. They don't understand this message about the glory of Christ, who is the exact likeness of God. You are not just dealing with a person, but with a spirit, but with the spirit at work in them. So this is a spiritual battle. Natural means will not be good enough. Natural means will not work. You need spiritual weapons for this spiritual battle. Your loved one will not understand God's ways, nor will they live in them. So it doesn't help to argue. It doesn't help to try to persuade or beg. Because this is a spiritual battle. Jesus and his disciples were hanging. Then Jesus says to them, I have a question for you. Who do people say I am? He was asking for the general consensus of who people thought he was. Elijah, John the Baptist, they, they answered. Then he asked them point blank, Who do you say that I am? Silence. Then something begins to happen on the inside of Peter. His spirit is on fire and he can't keep quiet. You are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Because Peter gets it. This time, Peter really, really gets it. He has a Holy Spirit revelation of who Jesus is. Who Jesus really is. And then Jesus features this truth. Don't miss it. Don't miss this truth that Jesus highlights in Matthew 16, 17. Jesus replied, You are blessed. Simon, son of John, because my Father in heaven has not revealed this to you. You did not learn this from any human being. Only the Spirit of God can give a person the revelation of who Jesus really is. Only Jesus can give that revelation. Only God can give that revelation of who Jesus really is. We are in a spiritual battle, and we need spiritual weapons. Let me share a principle with you really quickly. It's called what I call call and call. Call and call. 
Jeremiah 33 verse 3 says this. And the Lord is saying this to Jeremiah. Ask me and I will tell you remarkable secrets you do not know about things to come. The Lord is saying, ask me. And the Hebrew word for ask is kara. And it means call out. It's like to call out after someone. When we call out to the Lord in prayer, He will answer us by showing us remarkable things. Things we wouldn't know, couldn't know on our own. Why is this so vital? We will be faced with decisions that we will not know what to do. And no one will be able to give us the right answer. Oh, others can give us their counsel, but we will be faced with making the final decision. If we call out to God, and this is the first call, He will give us revelational wisdom. He will give us insights that will bring resolution and peace to our situation. Going back to the word kara, it can also mean to name something. To name something, as in to call something by a name. For example, like in creation, when God separated the light from the darkness, He called the light day and the darkness night in Genesis 1.5. So you say, what's the point, PD? What's the point? Well, it's easy to see the darkness in our loved one's life. It's easy to see those things, to see the foolish things they are doing and how the enemy is working. But the hard part is to see beyond that, to see the light of what God is doing, to see the shining of His purposes in them, to see the illumination of God's print on their life, the light of God that shines through the devil's darkness, to see the image of God. We need to call on God to see those remarkable things. And then when the Holy Spirit enlightens us, then, and this is the second call, then we can call those things forth as though they were. We can name them and we can speak them with faith and assurance. We can say, Father, you who made light from darkness, turn on the light. Shatter the darkness. Give them a revelation of who Jesus really is. Do what I cannot do in their lives and open up the eyes of their understanding and convince them of their need for you, Jesus. Prayer is not just a weapon. It is the battle itself. So fight. Fight in prayer. I was praying about how to conclude this message yesterday. And I felt to share something that I have I've never shared in public before. I'm going to share an experience about my son Nathan and we've talked a little bit about how we've come through this journey 
with our son. And I was talking to him yesterday about, about it, and, and he gave me permission to share this because he said, I'm willing to share my life because if one person can come to the Lord, I'm willing to share my life and the things that I've, I've gone through. It was a night about, I want to say about two and a half years ago. And that night, my daughter went to pick up her car. It was before she was married to Joey. And she went to leave her car because he was going to do some work on her car before as she went to work the next day. And she came back. It was pretty late at night, and I was getting ready for bed. But when she came home, she saw her brother outside. And he was wetting himself with the hose outside in our yard. So she came inside and she said, Mom, Nathan's outside and I don't know what's wrong with him. And he's, he's wetting himself with the hose. And so I went out there. We went out there and we brought him inside. And he was mumbling different things. And, and when we got him inside, we noticed a strong, strong odor. It just saturated all over him. So... We noticed his skin was red and his eyes were burning. So we took him into the bathroom and we got him into the shower just to, and the clothes and all, just trying to wash that, that, whatever it was. And I didn't know what was going on. Evidently, that night he had been drinking at a bar. He got into it with someone and he was thrown out of the bar by the bouncer and he was sprayed with mace. His eyes were burning. His, his skin was red. And so as we, he was in the shower, I came back to the table and Janessa and Joey, my body just started to tremble. Just going through the motions of, this is my son. This is the state that he's in. You know, it's hard to face what your loved one's going through. It's hard to, to experience it. In the bathroom, we could hear him saying, Hallelujah, Hallelujah. And it was kind of crazy because even in the midst of the darkness, the enemy couldn't stop my son from saying praises to God. It was incredible that that's what came back to him in his state of drunkenness, in his state of, of what he was dealing with. He was still praising God. And I bring out this experience today. You know, because we've been, we were in a 14-year long journey, battle with him. And, and he was addicted with alcohol. It started with that. And then it went into drugs and deeper into drugs. And I share that experience with you this morning because my son was bound. But God has set him free. And he is free, free indeed. He's no longer the same person. God has changed him. This was not something that we did. What we did was pray. What we did was fight. 
we learn to fight a spiritual battle. The things that I shared with you today, these were the things that we were utilizing, everything that we could think of. But in the end, it was God that shone the light, that changed, opened up his mind and changed him. My son is not the same man that he was. My son is a man of God. He's even recording music so that other people can come to know that's his heart. He wants others to be transferred from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. People that are bound to be free. He wants people who are chained and enslaved by addiction to know that you can be free. That's what God can do. The son who was bound so many years and we struggled with so many years. He's a man of God who encourages us now. He says, come on, let's pray. Come on, let's read the word. Now he's an encouragement to us. He builds us up. You know, I don't know if you're going through this presently in your life today. I don't know if this is the battle you're currently fighting But I want to bring you encouragement and hope today. God is with you. I was reading this week in my Bible as I read. I've been reading through the book of Jeremiah. And a verse was highlighted to me. It's where God says to Jeremiah in Jeremiah 32 verse 25. And and he said this to Jeremiah. The Lord said, I am the Lord of all the peoples. Is there anything too hard for me? And when I thought about that verse this week, I had to answer the Lord. No, Lord, there's nothing too hard for you. I've experienced it. I've seen it. There is nothing that is impossible for God. He can bring the prodigal back. He can bring the backslider back. He is able to do the things that we cannot do, the things that we long for. But He can do them. And He will bring them to pass as we pray. So today, let's yield it over to Him what we have been going through. Let's pray the scriptures. Let's pray them because there's there's a sword in our mouth. Let's ask for support and help in this journey. And let's fight a spiritual battle that yields spiritual results. God, we come to you today. We thank you, Lord. We thank you because you are the God of all gods. And there is nothing too difficult for you. Lord, we yield over our loved ones. We place them at the foot of the cross. And we say, Jesus, high and exalted one, take our loved ones. Move. Move on their behalf, oh God. Begin to shine the rays of your light. Lord, to infiltrate the darkness. Oh, because light is greater than darkness. Your light is greater than all the darkness. And so, Lord, we we thank you, oh God, 
Lord, that you're on the move. You're on the move, even when we can't see it. You're on the move. And you're working. You're working. You're breaking through. You're breaking through the strongholds. You're breaking through the lies. You're breaking through, oh God, the the devices of the enemy. You're breaking through, Jesus. So, Lord, we will stand. We will stand in the gap. We will stand in the gap, oh God. We will see the victory that is ours, Lord. You want it. You want our victory. God, so we stand. You are. I want you to come in agreement. We're going to agree with you. We believe in the power of prayer. We're the product of the power of prayer. I was a wayward son. I was walking from God. I have a brother that is now here in our church family. He was away from God. But we had a praying mama and a praying daddy who said, You're marked. You can run away as far as you want to run away. But God knows your hiding place. God will find you. You're marked. You might as well surrender. We both challenged that declaration by going away as far as we could from God. And yet God found our hiding place. God reached us at our lowest moment. And as my wife said, for 14 years, we battled for my son. But I can tell you, there's no prouder dad. I'm so proud of my son. He's saying, now I'm going to use what God's given me to reach others. And I told, you know, I've said it, man. I, I wish I could rap like he raps. I can't. I mean, I got some lyrics. I'll, I'll admit it. I got lyrics. I got lyrics that better than Kanye. Don't y'all be laughing at me right now. I'm being serious. I got some lyrics in me, but I can't do that spitfire stuff, you know? I can't really get that. I mean, I can move a little bit. Left foot, left foot, left foot. But if I got to go left, right, it's kind of more difficult, you know? Uh, but my son can do stuff with the grace from God that I can't do. And I'm so proud of what God's called him to do. And I just want to say to you, as my wife has preached today, you just got to believe that God is who he says he is. God can do what he has said he will do. And you just got to begin to pray like you believe it. And I'm telling you, God saying to you, when you call to me, not only will I answer you, I'm going to answer the cry of your children that you don't even know that in their heart of hearts, when they're at their lowest moment, there's a cry in their heart. 
get me out of this. Can anybody help me? And God is saying, not only am I hearing your cry, I'm hearing their cry. And you got to know that I'm going to bring deliverance not only to your soul from the hurt and the pain that you feel on their behalf, but I'm going to deliver them from the cry that they're calling out to me for. God is going to rescue them. And so, Father, right now, we come in agreement in the name of Jesus Christ. We believe for the prodigals. We believe for every wayward son and daughter. We believe for that father who has taken time away from his family. That wife that has decided to go the way of the world. We come in agreement right now as children, as parents, as loved ones are crying out for unsaved loved ones. We come in agreement that deliverance is coming. We come in agreement that heaven is coming to the rescue. We come in agreement that angels are being dispatched right now. And Lord, you are releasing your warring spirits to go forth, your warring angels to fight on behalf of these that fathers and mothers and loved ones are crying out for. Thank you, God, that more are those that be with us than those that be against us. Thank you that through the blood of Jesus, Lord, salvation is not only for individuals, it's for entire households. We come in agreement right now that this is the day of deliverance. This is the day of rescue. This is the day when chains are broken. This is the day when bondages are broken. We declare today that addictions are being broken. We declare today that blind eyes are being opened in the light of your understanding, God. We declare today that souls are being delivered today. We declare today that this is a day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Deliverance has come because there is no name that is greater than the name of the one that shed his blood to bring about salvation for our household. Jesus! 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 We declare in the name of Jesus deliverance. We declare in the name of Jesus demon of affliction, demon of oppression, demon of sickness, demon of depression. You are broken. Your power is broken. Your influence is broken. Your ability to oppress is broken. This is a day of freedom. This is a day of freedom. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father, for your deliverance today. We give you glory in this place. We give you glory through live stream. We give you thanks. Because as your word says in the Psalms, salvation belongs to God. And thank you for the salvation. As your word says in Proverbs, God knows how to deliver the children of the godly. You're doing that. You're delivering the children of godly men and women that have been crying out to you. And your word is coming up to pass. Those who sow in tears shall reap with joy. It's harvest time. And we give you the glory for it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.